Welcome, everyone, to the Alexa Rose Show. My name is Alexa Rose Carlin. I am your host. This show, this podcast is focused on helping you achieve your biggest dreams and goals, giving you the motivation, the inspiration, and the tools to not only feel motivated and inspired to take action or to go after your dreams, but actually how do you achieve them. And uh, this show is brought to you by Colin. So right now you are on the new social podcasting app, Colin. It is an awesome, awesome platform. It has um, the innovation of this platform is changing the game for podcasting. You can basically create, discover, and enjoy live and recorded audio content in one place. And let me tell you, as a host on this platform, they make it so easy to record and then post-production, edit with simple taps. It is super, super easy to edit this, edit each podcast episode right after it is over. So big fan of Colin and I'm excited to bring the Lexero show exclusively on this platform. So with that being said, we have our first guest. So this is a new podcast. And I mentioned last episode, I'm going to start bringing on some incredible, inspiring, empowering guests. And I'm super excited to welcome Jordana as our first guest. So, so hi, Jordana. Hi, how are you? I am good. So for anyone that doesn't know, um, Jordana Guimarez, if I didn't, <laughs> I've been like practicing, <laughs> I am the worst with like rolling the R's. But Jordana, she has an incredible backstory, an incredible journey. So quick introduction and bio. Um, so to introduce you to the audience, Jordana is a PR specialist and entrepreneur, co-founder of Fashion Innovation, which is bridging the gap between the fashion and technology industries, bringing innovations to the forefront based on the latest technology she is also a newly published author. Um, her book that recently came out is called It Can Be You, which aims to humanize homelessness. And she is producing worldwide talk. She's on to her sixth worldwide talk with her company, Fashion Innovation, um, and different speakers from the fashion tech, business, and innovation industries. And then also she has a new partnership with Spring Studios, and uh, that's really exciting, all about New York Fashion Week. So I'm super pumped to, to dive in to some of these things. So Jordana, where are you tuning in from, and what are you currently working on, or what's on your mind lately? A lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's that's um, for most people, right? Yeah, no, I'm working from Palm Beach, Florida. Um, so, and I'm trying my best to keep my children out of my room as we go through this. Um, so if any, if we have like a, a third guest in for a second, I apologize in advance. Oh, no um, worries at all. And, um, really what's on my mind, um, you know, you mentioned, you know, all of what I'm doing, um, I just feel, you know, as an entrepreneur and as we're growing, so now we're a team of 12. So from last year to today, we hired 10 full-time team members, which was super exciting, but also very stressful because 
you know, um, as a startup, when you have that many team members and it's growing, the company is just like more issues with cash flow and things that all entrepreneurs go through. Um, but it's also really exciting because we have so much demand and that's why we have to bring all of these people. So as you mentioned, you know, the Worldwide Talks has been one of our biggest products. Um, and now two months ago, I was in Saudi Arabia where I was able to bring the vi vision of future of fashion to the kingdom and the government in Saudi. And because of the success we had there, I'm in talks with the Chinese government to go to China April 2023 and bring the vision of what we do to China. So it's just so many ideas. I feel like there's not enough day and not enough time in the day. And I'm sure that you can, uh, you yeah, understand this type of issue. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, congrats on Thank all of you. your growth. Thank like, you. I mean, we connected when back in 2017, I think. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Time flies. So yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And you've, you've been just say, like, same as me, like hustling to make it happen. And it's so incredible to see that you just did your six worldwide talks. And not only are you really growing, but through like every single year doing, bringing these talks pivoting to virtual during the pandemic, but also internally, like, as you mentioned, you just hired a bunch of people to join your team. I mean, that's a, a scary thing as an entrepreneur. Like, how did you overcome that, that fear and actually just say, okay, we got this, we could do it. We're bringing more people on to help us out. I just think, you know, um, I don't know. I think innately, I know what I'm doing. I, I feel like I, we've gotten enough feedback, not only from our community, but from our speakers or stakeholders, letting us know that what we're doing is like needed in the industry and no one else is doing it. So having that, having community around you that believes in what you're doing, but even when you're, you know, speakers and your stakeholders and people that are really big in the industry tell you that same thing, it just kind of pushes you forward to know that even though you'll have these, you know, startup issues, like every startup company struggles with, um, just know that, you know, the more team you hire, the more ideas come to play, the more that you can do together as a team, the more that you can deliver. Um, I don't know. I just think it's really believing in yourself, but also having those cheerleaders around you and people, not only anybody saying, yes, you can do it and not knowing the industry, but people that know the industry that you're in and they live it, eat it, breathe it. And for them to tell you, keep going, you're going in the right direction. I think that really helps because I think there's only so much, right? Even as much as we believe in ourselves, it's really easy to doubt ourselves, especially when you don't really know what people around you are thinking. But the minute you have them expressing that they also believe in you, it just really allows you to move forward, right? That That's for me. Yeah, no, definitely can relate to that. And that, that brings up a good point. So you mentioned like key people in your industry who kind of have, you know, the track record to show their success. And then they put the endorsement in, on you and say, hey, we believe in you. How did you get connected with some of these key influential people? Because, I mean, you've gotten huge names to be part of your events. And just for the listeners, like, Jordana has had huge people at her <laughs> events, just like Donna Karen, Diane von Furstenberg, Kenneth Cole, Steve Madden, Steve Aoki, Susan Rockefeller, Rachel Zoe. I mean, I could just keep on going and you could check it out at their website. But how did you even get connected to these people? 
funny enough, all through cold emails, um, which sounds crazy. And in retrospect, maybe it is a little crazy, but I think like, again, you know, and I'm believing this more and more because before, you know, I'm very spiritual. So I've always said like, when you put it out and you're doing something good, the universe brings it back. But when you say it and when you see it happen, even though you believe it when you're saying it, but when you see that it really works, you're like, holy crap. Like if you really go into something that you're doing with the right intentions and pure, like having like a pure reason why you're doing it and also being able to say, okay, I am doing this, you know, I do want to profit so that I can grow my team and I can give more opportunity and I can grow a business and I can have a better life for myself. But the end goal of what I'm doing, aside from the, you know, needed reasons, I guess, to survive and to live is really to give back. And I think that not only do I say that to people that resonate with these cold emails and they believe it, but they see it not only through what I say, but through my actions and what we do through different philanthropic projects that we focus on or work with or to, you know, different donations that we take for different organizations. So the whole premise of why I'm doing what I'm doing is not only to improve the industry, but to improve the industry to give back more to the world so that the world can be a better place. And me, not only me, but my whole team, we believe in this mission. And so I think when you when you write a cold email to, let's say, a Susan Rockefeller, and you, you know, say to her, hi, Susan, and not be super, like, just be person to person, like, hey, Susan, it could be that informal. I have this idea. I really see the fashion industry being able to make the world a better place. These are my reasons behind it. I think you are super inspirational. I'd love to have you come on board and speak and be able to inspire the community that we're building and hopefully we'll continue to build with your help because, you know, this is why I admire you. This is what, so like, I don't know, just being honest about why you're approaching that person um, and also telling them not only what they can do for you, but what it can do for them in terms of them participating. And again, having like purpose, people are looking to connect, but they want to connect with something that has purpose. So, you know, that's what's worked for us. And I have to say cold email has gotten us 600 global CEOs and founders to speak on our platform in the last three years. So it really works. And we're not like magicians. It's just a cold email again with purpose and intention. So I just think it goes a long way. And a lot of people are afraid of it or they're like, no way. But just try it because it really works. I love that. You know, a lot of people say that they want to make a difference. And a lot of people say, hey, will you be on my podcast? Hey, will you speak at my events? So how did you really stand out? Like there had to be one thing or something that you believe, and maybe you don't even know exactly, but what do you think really helped you rise above the noise for your email to get their attention? Well, I, I think, you know, all of these individuals that we're naming um, for the names that are recognized, I think they're all used to getting messages from companies for people very formal. Like most people will think, oh, if I'm going to reach out to Steve Madden, I'm not going to say hi, Steve, because that's disrespectful. Like, who am I? He doesn't know me. So I'm going to say, hi, Mr. Madden blah, 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 blah. And usually that person that, especially those people that get bombarded with emails daily, when they get an email, dear Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so, 
they're probably like, oh, here we go. Another company trying to butter me up, like being super formal where I have to have an agenda or they have an agenda. But I think what differentiated us is that literally every email, even Mark Cuban, we've been back and forth with him on email. And when we emailed him, we're just like, hi, Mark, blah, 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 blah. And he always responds, always. Even if it's no to speak, he's connected us to people. He's always open to giving us advice. And I think it's because we just go to them as a human being that they are and not this like halo that has been built around them where people are afraid to approach them. So as soon as you do that, they're like, wow, like I'm finally, you know, I'm, I'm being looked at as a person. I can be myself with this person. They came to me very approachable. So I don't have to be fearful that they want something for me. This could actually be just the conversation. So why not go for it and get a call? going with them you know that's what I think because that's what I've seen the biggest difference be of how we approach people got it yeah and I I've met Steve Madden before and he's like definitely not a a Mr. Madden type of guy (laughs) yeah totally I I like that so I, I mean I'm all about authenticity and just speaking to people human to human so you basically humanize the pitch humanize the the sale of like or the sell of what you're doing of and and that kind of leads into even your book uh it can be you has a, a philanthropic part of it you know humanizing homelessness so there's so much i want to talk to you about your book but the first thing i will say is just tell everyone what it's about and why you wanted to write it yeah so i think yeah, you just expressed a point that's true. Everything that I do is really, um, I just kind of think like the secret sauce is like humanization of it, just like humanizing life, humanizing everything. Because I feel like, um, you know, nowadays is no longer about, it's really about connecting, right? And if you really want to connect, you have to bring the humanization aspect of it first to be able to connect in a real way. Um, and the book, you know, because I'm so passionate about giving and I really enjoy it when I can have a small success, but my small success can have such a huge impact in someone's life that maybe doesn't even get close to that type of success, not because they can't, but because they don't have kind of like the necessary circumstances to make it happen. So the book really, you know, I feel like a lot of people are very quick to judge with everybody. I remember even with me, I had a circumstance that I'll share because I was like flabbergasted by it. I got over it, but I was offended at the very moment. Um, I had a meeting about a week ago with two people. And one of the people in the meeting didn't know me. The other one did. And we're talking about working together and this project that we can do and blah, blah, blah. And the person literally in front of me turns around to the person that knows me and goes, but wait, just to make sure, does she have a real company or is it just her? Or is like, does she really have people working with her? Like where? And in my mind, I was like, I don't know, am I maybe like dressing in a certain way that makes this person think this? Do I look a certain way? Am I supposed to look different? Is it my face? Like what about me and the way that I'm speaking gives this person this impression? Like it was really offensive, you know, but Mm -hmm. then I thought about it and I'm like, okay, like this is just her maybe having a certain vision of what someone who's successful and has a team should look like. And maybe I don't fit that mold. And then, you know, people are quick to judge. So with anything, there's judgment and people just have this 
vision sometimes of something that is false and they think that that's what it has to be. And that's the same thing with the homeless individuals. You know, unfortunately, when a lot of people see them, they're like, oh, lazy, drug addicts, never try to work a day in their lives. They just want everything given to them. They choose this lifestyle. Majority of people think this way, but majority of those thoughts, maybe in certain cases they're true, but in most cases, there's so much more that goes into the problems that lie underneath homelessness. So I really chose the book to write this book because I wanted to share real stories of people that are homeless and compare them to stories of fashion influencers that have such a loud voice, right? Everyone listens to influencers, but they listen to them about things that really at the end of the day don't make a difference in someone's life, such as what they're wearing, what they're eating, where they're going, which is nice. Okay. Maybe it inspires some people, but if they use their voices to share struggles and we see that their struggles are similar to the ones that are homeless today, then maybe people that have been judging for so long will be like, Hmm, like maybe I was wrong. Actually, maybe now I've been in this struggle. I could see how that can go wrong. Maybe I could also be homeless. And by them having that, that, that thought, it might want to have them help more or next time they see someone who's homeless act differently. So that really was the premise behind the book. Um, and I'm excited because I finally wrote Maria Cuomo, who's my partner in the book, Help USA. It's an organization in New York City. And I have my first check, check to give them because 30% of all the profits will go to them. And I just texted her that I have the first check and she responded very excited. And it's just like the best thing that I think any of us can do. You know, the little bit that we can give back through whatever project we do, even if we have 10 people in our community or a million, it doesn't matter because you're impacting lives. And I think that's what entrepreneurship is all about. So yeah, that's the purpose of the book. I love that. And I have your book in my hands right now. So everyone check it out. Go, Thanks, you can yeah. get it. Where, 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 would, where do you want people to go Amazon. to Amazon? Amazon is best. Yeah. Okay. So you could type in, it can be you. Um, it's by Jordana, Humanizing Homelessness. It is a beautiful, beautiful book. Thanks, she yeah. worked with an artist and it is, um, it really does. It puts a face to these stories, which is important. Let me ask you though, um, the the mission behind the book um, is amazing. Do you have a personal story or experience that kind of led you to learning more about homelessness? Yeah. I have a few, actually. I mean, I could say as an entrepreneur, like I go through moments that I definitely am like, crap, like have it not be for my like really good sales skills, <laughs> last minute sales or like my family that can, you know, support me. God forbid, like, you know, business cash flow is all going out. I have personal bills to pay comes the end of the month. I have to pay my team first because they're dedicated to me. I'm dedicated to them. But then like so many moments, and I'm sure so many entrepreneurs go through this, they're like, how in the world is the first of the month going to come? I'm going to pay all my team members and I'm going to pay for rent. How, how is this going to work? Like, where is the cash coming from? Because from what I'm seeing here, there isn't any at this moment. So you have to like, you know, and, and if again, I'm a very, I was born around entrepreneurs and I was born around like entrepreneurs that really know how to sell. So I'm one of those crazy people that if I look, and I'm in trouble, and I need $3,000, I will spend a whole day. And by the end of the day, that money will show up in my account, because I'm just really good at finding the right project, the right person in that moment, making it happen, because I have to, right? Survival. 
Um, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that don't have that skill or don't even have that drive. You know, sometimes it can be really easy to be like, crap, like I'm over this. I don't want to do this anymore. So like those moments are definitely moments that I can see how that can really go ugly fast if you don't know how to act. Um, and then also, you know, about two years ago, a year into like building our business, we came to a point where there was no way out. We had like, we were three months behind in rent. Like we still didn't get the belief of like big sponsors. We weren't making money, but we believed that this was going to be something eventually. So we literally left everything, like all everything, not only the apartment, but like all of our kids' toys. We just took little suitcases, like me, my husband, my two kids with the necessities. And we pretty much fled to Brazil and lived with my husband's mom who had a one bedroom apartment for like six months. And we lost everything, like everything we had, we left behind. And we literally six months were like, we're going to get back. We're going to get back on our feet. We believe in fashion innovation. We know this is going to be something. His mom took us in. It was really, really one of the hardest moments that I've had to overcome. But we overcame it and we came out stronger on top because we had her support. Um, but again, had it not been for family, it would have been really, really scary. And I don't even want to think what that could have looked like. So those moments are the moments that I'm like, okay, I think if we all reflect, we've all been in a circumstance where like, we're like, crap, what are we going to do? And unfortunately, a lot of people, they just don't have what we have to be able to get out of it. You know what I mean? So it's just really thinking deep and I'm sure we can all find a moment. And we, if we all really think about that moment, next time we see someone that doesn't have anything in that moment, it's going to make us think twice and be like, man, like I remember being in something like that. How, what can I do to help? You know? And, and that's really why I'm passionate about it. Yeah. I mean, well, you definitely are very resilient and you have what it takes to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> it is uh it is challenging, but it's true. I mean, Um, I saw it in my own family where you never think it can happen to you. And then in a blink of an eye, you can have a health challenge. You know, someone can lose their job. I mean, anything can happen. And all of a sudden you find yourself like, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay the bills or, or whatnot? And, um, yeah, you don't realize. And so there's so many different, like, amazing pieces of nuggets, but like the main thing is you should never pass judgment on someone before you really get to know their story. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Agree. And I I love that you are telling their story and showing their face in your book. So again, check out it can be you available on Amazon um to get a copy because also 30% goes to an amazing organization. So um a um a few more questions that I have is I'm a big believer in it only takes one, right? Mm -hmm. One person, one decision, one action step that can possibly change your life forever. And you have like tons of experience in in marketing and PR and everything that you've worked on even before fashion innovation. So my question is, what would you say is that one thing or person or decision or action step that you took, met, or experienced that kind of led you to achieving the, the, the dreams and the goals that you are, you know, living through right now? Wow. That's a big question. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's why I'm giving it to you. I'm testing, I'm testing it out. Cause I know, I know you. Yeah. No, that's it. Um, I think honestly it was 
I think it was my day one moment, like, and I'm talking day one, like when I, I didn't go to college, like had a ton of jobs. My day one moment was when I said, okay, looking at these 12 jobs that I had in the last year, I see that people and communications is really what I want. And I remember like that moment because my mom thought I was nuts at this point. She was like, I lost cause. She's like, this woman's never, she's, she's crazy. She's having a million jobs. She doesn't know what she wants out of life. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with her type of mentality at that moment. Um, but I do remember that day one moment um, where I just went to Barnes & Noble. I was like, public relations sounds interesting. I bought PR for dummies. I read the whole book. <laughs> And then I came home and I was like, mom, I read PR for dummies. I'm going to be a publicist. She's like, you are insane. I'm like, watch me do this right now. So then I went on Google and I Googled the president's name of this huge company in Florida that held the licenses for Nina Ricci, Porsche Zion, Lanva, and like some of the biggest brands in the world. And when we met, he was actually my day one moment because I remember, and it was him actually, and his name was Brian. I don't remember his last name. Um, actually, Brian Rosenberg. And I remember we sat down and I told him, I'm like, I've never gone to college. I have absolutely no experience. I read PR for dummies and I really know that I can be the perfect PR director for your company. But I remember he looked at me and he goes, you know what? He was like, I'm going to tell you something. He's like, I've seen a lot of people go to school. I've seen a lot of people read books. I've seen a lot of people kind of like learn what they want to do and do it. But he's like, I've never seen someone speak as you do with so much passion behind what you say to make me just as passionate about what you're doing or what you want to do as you're passionate about starting to do it. He's like, so I'm going to give you the job. And I think that moment is when I realized that like, if you're really passionate about what you want, like things, people, like you can make it happen. Like anything you're passionate about, you can go after it and you could make it come true. And I don't want to be one of those people like you can do it, but you really can. Because if I've done it from nothing, where I started like, you know, just having an idea and reading a for dummies book and gotten to where I am today, I think anybody can. So that was my day one moment. That person, I think I would say that that's when I kind of said, I'm just going to go for it forever for anything I want to do. Yeah. I never got asked that question, but that's a really good question. Thanks. That was a really good answer. I love that. Um, your day one moment, but, but it's true. I mean, passion fuels so much power. And, and so when you are super passionate and you care so much so much about your work and then a challenge comes or and someone that's saying negative things or that doubt like how do you i know you mentioned your community which is so important but how do you personally like get through those challenging times when it's maybe not working out how you imagine and you care so much like do you have a mantra do you have a go-to song or like how do you get out of that that doubt or that negative mindset? I, you know, I have always found, I've always tried to find like an escape. Um, and I, I really admire people that have one, <laughs> but I think the days that I'm super just like drained or like burned out, um, just recently I've started feeling what burnout really feels like actually this year was, I've had like two moments of burnout that I've never experienced before. Maybe it is because the growth and everything that's happening. Um, but what I decide to do is actually um, just in that moment, just take 24 hours off. It's the only thing I can do. It's like literally just shut off, just shut off and just allow my mind to wonder and just like 
be and like sit on the couch with a blanket over me with my two babies in my arms and watch like stupid TV. Just let the day pass. Just let it pass. Because I feel like if I try to say like, you know, if I'm having a hard moment and I and I've tried this before and I like look at myself in a mirror or like say something to myself or put on a song and say, I'm going to do it. Like my body at that moment just needs to rest. I think when I'm having that moment of doubt, I think I just literally have to step away and, and be around the things that people, I should say, my family, my kids that make me feel good and that show me kind of like reiterate to me the importance of life. And then all of a sudden, once I've had that day off, then the next day I wake up and I'm like, okay, it's a new day. I think I'm going to feel better today. Let's see what happens. So I just, I, I don't, I, I stopped demanding things of myself and I'm okay to know that I'm not perfect all the time or that I don't know things all the time or that I have my moments of just wanting to like shut off, eat like pizza and haagen peanut butter chocolate and be with my kids. And it's fine. Like the world is not going to end if I don't like solve that issue in that moment, you know? And I think once you allow yourself to know that and to like realize that it's okay to not be okay, that that's what works for me, you know, and, and that's what I'm, I do now. And, and that's strong to do, especially when you have a team and a business and a family, you know, you have so much riding on your plate to yeah. say, Hey, I'm going to take 24 hours. Yeah. I'll be okay with it. <laughs> I, I mean, I struggle. I'm not a mom yet, so I can't even imagine, but. Yeah. And you know, honestly, though, it's good for everybody because if I push myself forward, then the burnout just gets worse and then everybody suffers. But if I, and that's the good thing about team, right? I trust my team enough that I can be like, guys, take care of what's going on right now. Like, I know you guys got this. And if something goes wrong or you need me, we'll talk tomorrow, but just do your best. And I, you know, that that's, that's why I'm so blessed to have a team. So when the stresses of having a team comes, also, like the good things come because then I'm like, okay, there's a team. This is why there's a team, <laughs> right? Them, you know. So yeah, yeah, you definitely need people around you to help. I've learned that as well the hard way. Uh, so let me ask, because you know, growing a business, there's a lot of times people believe where they're like, okay, once I get to this level, things are going to be so much easier. Once I get to this level, things are going to be so much better. Once I make this much money. So for you, um, in the past five plus even five to 10 years, seeing your career growth, would you say that's true? Has it become easier or with your growth, especially online, right? With your personal brand as a thought leader and more people looking at you, like, how has it become easier or harder or more pressure? How do you feel? Definitely harder. Oh my gosh. Super. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, because now, you know, it's like my personal life, it's uh, 10 individual people's lives that we have to like, you know, they're depending on us and we have to give them what, you know, like our, our team, like it's just so, and the thing is that even though there's more demand, you know, as an entrepreneur, like you have moments, like days, especially as you're building things out where maybe like what, what you have to grow and what's coming in in that exact moment in that minute in your bank account don't match up. So you just have to keep making sure that you're creating new products and that you're it's yeah. I mean, I would say definitely harder now, but I would also say it's, um, I remember, actually, I think you were in a room with me in Clubhouse when Rebecca Minkoff was there, and she spoke about 
how um, she remembered like in the first like few years of her business that she like, you know, would have to look when she was invited to a dinner, she would have to look at her bank account to make sure that she had enough money to go to that dinner. And the day that she didn't have to do that anymore is when she realized she became successful. I'll never forget her saying that because I was like, oh my gosh, like that sounds, you know, because for us, we know that we have to keep a certain amount of money to decide for the first of the month, for the team, for our personal bills, for our children's school, for everything that we have to pay for. Take away anything extra. And then we're at that moment now where we have to bootstrap. Like if we really believe in our business, we can't be going out to like fancy dinners all the time or whatever. So um, I, I think it's just harder because it's not harder, but you have to be really not selfish at all. And you have to really be willing to kind of like, have a very simple lifestyle until the business grows to a level where you can start to get the rewards, but it takes a while for that to happen. So I definitely think it's harder. You know, I think like I'm, I'm thinking maybe in the next like two years, maybe it'll start to get easier. Um, it's kind of the goal, you know, for a startup when you're five years in for things to start to like, you can just, you know, count on your team and you don't have to be on top of everything. You don't have to be at all the meetings anymore. You can start to kind of, dissipate and start to like do other things you know so that's my goal but yeah right now it's like the we're, we're in the fire <laughs> yeah well I appreciate you being so open and vulnerable um, and transparent like do you you've always been like but that's why we've we've loved yeah. having you speak at women empower x conferences and I've just loved like getting to know you you're you are how you present yourself right it is yeah. and that's that's <laughs> very rare to come by, especially someone that is, is interacting with the people you interact with and, and growing the way you're growing. Like you, you really are vulnerable and transparent and truly want to help people, which I love. Mm -hmm. And, and so one, I really, really appreciate that. And two, regarding like the growth and finances and all that stuff, like there's so people don't realize how much sacrifice it takes to really yeah. make it happen. And, and even in like your personal growth, like if, if you're not an entrepreneur, if you want to get to a certain level of wealth, I know me and my fiance talk about this all the time. It's like, sure, we could go get maybe a new car because we're driving super old cars. But at the same time, we're trying to build for the future. And it's like yeah. the same with that mentality of bootstrapping to for something better in the future while still of course enjoying the journey yeah totally 100%. and so that mindset I think is so so powerful so I know you and your your partner you work together so how do you guys keep each other on track positive not like get so on top of each other have your space like how does it work out for some for um you know, a husband and wife to be working also together in the business. It doesn't always work out. So well. <laughs> we have moments that like, literally, I'm like, man, we really love each other. Because if we didn't like this, yeah, we would not, um, you know, possibly, I mean, it's very tough. Like you have to you know, the good thing about us, I'll tell you this, we argue a lot, all about business, nothing personal. Like if we were just husband and wife, we would be like the best, like best friends. Like we possibly would be that annoying couple to say, we never fight. But <laughs> because of work, <laughs> we argue and fight very often just because different opinions and we have different passions and, you know, it's, it's you butt heads. 
But the good thing about us is that like an hour after we argue, we can actually sit, look at each other and start cracking up about our argument, regardless of how bad it is. We can actually laugh with each other about what we argued about. We can make it into a joke, which I think is super important. Um, and we just try to, you know, here and there, like I now work in like our bedroom because we're home office and he works in the living room and I have my desktop. He has his laptop. Even when we do team meetings, we used to sit next to each other. We don't anymore. He sits over there. I sit over here. And even though we're just like a few rooms away from each other, it makes a difference because I feel at least I can have like my own thoughts. Like he's not there breathing on top of me. Like I think it's just knowing little things that you can do to change like the, you know, the daily routines. And also we're religious about Friday night date nights, religious, like I don't care the world. If elephants are flying out of the sky, like Friday nights, we will stop everything at six and we will go on a date night. Just me and him not talk about work. Just talk about like fun things, things that we like, have a glass of wine and enjoy each other. And I think that makes a huge. Oh, definitely. I love that. Um, Okay. So I don't want to take too much more of your time. I know you're super busy. Plus you are a mom of two. So um, we have one more question and then the ending kind of uh, quick questions. Uh, So the, the last question, the main question I have is, Regarding growing your brand and business, when it comes to marketing, so many people, there's so many different things to do. There's so much content to create and all that stuff. What would you say is the main vehicle that you have seen to produce the results to market and grow your business and brand? That's a really good question. Um, And that's something that we're always trying to figure out and change and see what works, what doesn't and do different things. But I would say, you know, it depends. It depends first, I think, the industry you're in. So for us, um, I definitely say it's a mix of LinkedIn and Instagram Um, because we're B2B, but we also want to get the consumer to be a part of things that we're doing. So I think for the consumer side, the Instagram for B2B, definitely LinkedIn. But one thing that I've noticed, and I think this is super important, and I today I actually talked to my team about it because I was like, guys, we're doing something very wrong because we're telling everybody under the sun that it's important for connection, for people to connect with companies through the people behind a company and everything we say, but we're not doing it. Everything we tell people to do, we're not doing it. Like we're just posting like, you know, about the industry, this and that, but no one knows who anybody is here is except for me because I've become like the face of it. But like my team needs to be out there too. So literally, like I just, you know, I told them, I was like, if you, if we want to be successful at marketing, it's obviously we're an, you know, enterprise, we want to be a big company. We don't want to be like mom and pop shop, but at the same time, it's okay to mix the enterprise, the seriousness, and also bring the day-to-day with like video content, having our team show who they are, what they do on a day-to-day, because people champion, right, companies that are growing, and if they can be a part of the process, it just brings them that much closer to you. So I think like, again, LinkedIn, Instagram, but I think you can use so many different platforms, right, as long as you connect in the right way. I think that would be my answer to that, because there's a lot of them. I just think it's about knowing your industry, knowing where people are, in the community that you're looking to build and just knowing the right way to approach them um, where it's not only business, but you also bring a little bit of the human connection to it. Definitely all about humanizing. Again. It all. <laughs> yep. 
that seems to be your your brand, your yeah. your personal brand, right? Yeah. Um, I love that too. I always say about sales, like to humanize the sale to make it less like nerve wracking. And so yeah. it, it's really everything, right? Humanize the the connections, the relationships, the email pitches, like all of it. I love it. So um, thank you so much for sharing so much insight. The last three things, um, it's kind of like a quick fire okay. of advice that you could give others. So three pieces of advice for the audience. One quick mindset tip that they could walk away with. Two is what action step would you advise people taking that are in the startup stage, growing their business and brand? And three, a go-to tool that you can't live without that maybe would help other people working to grow their dreams. So first, uh, your mindset tip. Mindset tip is just simple. Like you are perfect. Like you're special. You're perfect. You're more than enough. There's only one of you for a reason. Like I truly believe that all of us are put here to create something special, unique, because it's it's just you. You're the only one that can do it because it's you. Like it's you, you know, like that. Just keep that in the back of your mind. There's no duplicate of you. No matter how great someone is that maybe you consider to be your competitor, they are not you. So just focus on the you what and focus on what makes you feel good and just go with that. So that's one. Um, the two, I would say, um, well, I'll go to the third question because I forgot the second one, but the tool, um, so rocketreach.co, it's an amazing software where you can literally find anybody's email address that you want to connect with. What they do is you pay a monthly fee and you can extract anybody who has a LinkedIn, you can get their personal email address to connect with them through rocketreach.co. It's been, I mean, that's where all of our cold emails went from and it's just, I can't say enough about it. Um, Amazing. Then, yeah. The second question, I forget. It was uh, the one, um, what would be your advice for the first action step someone should take oh. from after listening to this, if they're growing their business and brand? Honestly, I would just say, just keep going. Or if you're starting, just go for it. Like, again, perfection is overrated. It really is. Like, Every like even with my own team, sometimes we get into talks where they're like, well, this is not going to be perfect. I'm like, but nobody cares about perfect. They just care that you're doing it. They, they just care that you're like starting. If you're starting something, just put it out. Even if you're putting a one liner with like a photo just to get people buzzing about what it is that you're going to build. Just do make the first step. Make like there's no perfection is super boring. Like people just want to connect. People want to know what you're doing. Just like get it out there. And if you're already in the midst of it, just keep going. Because honestly, sometimes our struggles will take us in a different route or will make us think in a different way that will lead us to a different path that is actually much better than the one we started with. So that's what, that's what I would say. Love it. Keep on going. Take any action step. Just don't give up. Thank you so much, Jordana. Definitely, everyone, check out fashioninnovation.nyc as well as grab Jordana uh, Gamara's book. It can be you humanizing homelessness on Amazon. Uh, 30% goes to an amazing organization, really making a difference. And make sure to check out what she's doing because uh, it is 
it really is making an impact, not just if you are in the fashion or technology industry, but uh, just if you are looking to, like she said, champion a startup company, a family run company that's really working hard to make a difference. I'm championing you. you. I believe in you. And um, I'm grateful to know you and have you as a friend and appreciate your time here. Oh my gosh, no. And you're amazing. And I, I was actually laughing at your uh, Instagram post today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but honestly, everything, like, I just think you're just such a superpower, superwoman, like what you do for women worldwide. And, you know, and it doesn't matter, like, the where the woman is, if she's a student, if she's starting something, if she's not an entrepreneur, if she just, you know, is like part of a team for a cup, whatever, like, it doesn't matter. But you just champion women all together, everyone no matter who it is. And I think that's so admirable in your events, like everything you do, your book, like you're just amazing. So I'm super happy to have like connected with you in this lifetime because I know that much bigger things we'll be doing together. I just feel like you're one of those people that I always want to keep in touch with because you inspire just by being. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And I feel the same. Definitely bigger things ahead and uh, long lasting support for for one another. So thank you. Thank you so much, Jordana. Thank you everyone for tuning in live, right? Or watching this on the on demand or not watching, listening to this (laughs) on demand. Um, Definitely make sure to subscribe to the show, the Alexa Rose show. We are live every Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern. And then you could catch it on demand right after. Keep on chasing your dreams. Keep on going after what you want. Uh, Like Jordana said, if you're passionate, you really can do anything. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. Bye, Alexa. Thank you so much. Bye, Jordana.